James, just before we start, I just got to tell you something happened to me yesterday. Uh, yesterday? What's going on? Well, should we wait till the plane flies over? That's up to you. I'm fine. <laughs> I can hear you. I don't care. All right. So I meet with clients often. Yesterday, I had two meetings that were on separate sides of the town. And so I ran home to change clothes. But I forgot to move my wallet from one set of pants to the other set of pants. You have the weirdest problems. <laughs> I get to the restaurant and luckily this is a group where, you know, everybody pays for their own. Uh-oh. Another thing is because it's on opposite sides of town, I'm running late. And so I actually call ahead and I'm like, hey, you guys all there? And they're all, yes, we are. We're waiting for you. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm stuck in traffic, but you know, the whole thing that happens once in a while. Christopher, I'm sorry I had to interrupt it right, right there. <laughs> you know we love you. You know I dream about you. <laughs> but you're late because you're Christopher. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to be, be mean. Late almost for everything. I've tried to squeeze so much into so I know, much that is very, I don't know how you do that. I, I just give up. I just stop. <laughs> I've like, had people say, you know, when you're late, it's because you don't respect their time. I am sweating. I'm nervous. My st- I hate it when I'm late, but I don't even sleep. I'm trying to squeeze so I much think that's into a ba- my day. You, you need to back off that a little bit and get some more <laughs> sleep. It might make you on time for things. Well, later on, I'm going to tell you I only slept three hours. To uh, last you know, night. I don't like hearing that. <laughs> well, anyway, so I. I'm sorry. I get you to may this, continue. And get, you know, this basic. It's not like a big engagement. It's just, it's just a couple guys and a gal. And I called ahead and I said, do you. Did you guys start ordering already? Now, yes, we did. I go, hey, could you just order me a quick little salad? And so they did. And I get there, and the, the waitress brings me the salad as soon as I sit down. And it's they ordered me a side salad. <laughs> you know the size of a side salad? Uh, well, not at the specific restaurant you're speaking of, but oh. a side salad is usually smaller. It's listeners who are outside the country would be considered like a normal meal in most countries. <laughs> but in the United States, we have different standards. I don't like eating salads anyway. So I'm one of these guys that's like, <laughs> it's rabbit food. <laughs> I don't want rabbit food. But I just was trying to keep it simple. Yeah. Order me a salad, right? They order a salad for me. I get there. It's, it's the size of a little bit bigger than my fist. Which is pretty big. <laughs> it's not that. Anyways. Well, your fist is bigger than, I'm just saying. <laughs> and I'm sitting there. I'm like, well, this will be a cheap date. And then all of a sudden it dawns to me. Uh-uh. I'm like, do I have my wallet? And I reach, you know, you do the feel for the bu- on the butt where you normally keep your wallet. And there was an absence of presence Absence there. of wallet? <laughs> so I'm like thinking, okay, how am I going to figure out who's going to pay for my meal. <laughs> well, probably right whoever's now. calling, they're probably calling to collect their debt. Okay, you, you, you've discovered you don't have your wallet and right. you're trying to figure out who's going to pay you for you. Oh, right. Okay, so I'm looking around. I'm like, who am I going to hoax, hoax? into voluntarily what? offering to pay my meal? Now, just <sighs> I want to ca- caveat all of this. Just to let you know, I often, before I get to an event tell the waitress I'm going to pay for everything and just kind of like a treat for everybody like the bills here I'm like oh don't worry about it. it's already done let's go you know and I think that's a, kind of a nice we, treat for we everybody need to go, and we need it's to not go a big out. deal for me and we need to go out more often then yeah <laughs> I'm thinking okay so I, now I'm like 
who owes me? Who do, who do I have credit for? I paid for their meals before. Am I doing this in my head while trying to still have a meaningful conversation about the <laughs> subject matter we're on? And my head's like, okay, I'm glad I got the crappy salad because now I don't know it's only eight bucks. I can eight bucks. Well, it, yeah. What are you I eating? That's how small. Oh, right. I mean, I don't know. For a side salad, that seems like a little bit much. But then I'm real. I'm super cheap. I mean, you can get a subway sandwich with basically a side salad on it. Yeah, but usually when the side salad's inexpensive, it's because it's part of a, an existing meal. But when you order a side of anything by itself, it's always like a buck extra. Am I wrong? Uh, no, you're probably right. But I'm thinking a side salad will be like four <laughs> bucks because it's like nothing. It's just a couple of leaves. <laughs> so I'm trying to hoax people out of eight dollars plus my lemonade because this was a meeting i didn't want no alcohol thankfully so that, that basically i'm trying to figure out who can i squeeze 12 bucks out of <laughs> plus a tip right i don't want to be cheap so i'm thinking 15 bucks right and and all of a sudden it dawns to me now i i think you know this but maybe you don't i'm like mr prepared for anything right oh well except when you don't have your wallet <laughs> except for small things like paying <laughs> so i stash 20 to 25 dollars in all of my cars <laughs> do you do that yes yeah, so actually i have some money in my car some money or do you just like stash it knowing it's there for an emergency yeah kind of like that i mean it's stashed and I, I don't just drop it on the floor as i you know all right go I'll go buy some expensive thing <laughs> and like you know, buy a ferrari shirt and then i just drop the extra money in the car when i get in <laughs> no it's i have paper money in the car as well yeah, as yeah, quarters okay. all right so all right so we're on the same page there okay so next part of this puzzle for me trying to figure out how I'm going to pay for my meal. I was like, ah, but now I'm thinking I have a teenage son who, who's been borrowing my car lately. Oh yeah. But he wouldn't borrow your car money. That's a whole no, different no, thing. No, But what if he had an emergency and he was at work and he needed five bucks for gas to get back home? I don't, I don't know. He's a good kid. I don't drill him when he comes home. So I'm like, anyways, so I ex- excuse myself from the luncheon and Dine and dash. That's what you're yeah, doing now. That's what I was thinking. As soon as I get to my car, I'm like, what if I just made an excuse? You just kept going, didn't you? <laughs> I just thought, anyways, I, I'm kidding. I would never do that. Um, and luckily, there's $21 in there. That's fantastic. So have you ever, has that ever happened to you? I don't recall it happening, but I, I would I can't understand how you would respond that way. You look around seeing who you can <laughs> sponge off of. I'm I would have been like, Oh man, I'm not guys I'm asking for payback. I forgot my wallet. Can anybody help me out? I'll pay you back tomorrow. Just be up front, man. Well I was up front once I came back. Oh I, I said, I'm sorry, excuse myself, but I just occurred to me I left my wallet. You know, I'm like I didn't want to say change my pants. That sounds pretty. Why are you changing your pants? So I'm like, I left my wallet in my coat. You know, I did that whole thing. <laughs> and anyway, so everybody's, oh, I would have paid for you. You know, and everybody was very kind because once again, not that they wouldn't be kind, but I'm just saying is that I always try to find a moment where I get to pay. But anyways. See, so now I, I, I'm coming off as all, you know, high and mighty because I'm like, well, I just would have been honest with people. But then I'm immediately thinking after you said that, it's like, Okay, well, you know, people will probably offer to pay. I wonder how many times I could get away with that. <laughs> it's like it's the third or fourth time where people are sort of like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, we're not inviting so him I, anymore. I have one more story that's somewhat similar, which makes me kind of not look in the best light. I'm, I'm listening. All right, so now I don't want to make this, I, I do not want it to seem like I do this all the time, but I would say about six or seven years ago, it was the exact same situation. 
I was wearing a certain outfit. I ran home to change clothes for a more appropriate outfit for the next engagement. And I left my wallet in my pants. Now, the problem with this engagement was it really wasn't an engagement. It was basically I called up every single guy in the organization I was with. And I said, hey, let's all go out for a beer after our meeting. And guess what? They all came. I get there and I'm like, I'll buy the first round, right? And then I get up to the bar and I go to reach for my back pocket. No cash. (laughs) So this is a little bit different. Yeah. And so now, luckily, there's a guy, a pretty good friend with me, Brett Morrison. Mm -hmm. And he's with me. And and luckily, we have gone out before and I've paid before and he's, we've taken turns. And I whispered (laughs) his ear, hey, Brett, you're not going to believe this. I forgot my wallet. (laughs) He's like... Sure you did. <laughs> and they go, no, no, I really did. He's like, uh-huh. And he was just razzing me. But I just remember my face was like on fire. I was so embarrassed. I can I thought, imagine. Oh, this will never, ever happen to me again. And of course, Brett was really cool about it. He's, he made a big deal. Not a big deal about it. He ended up paying for my round. And then his round he paid for. And everybody did their round. But I got out of paying around that night. And uh, I remember being completely embarrassed about it. Not ever thinking for a second I got to save a couple bucks. But have you ever met somebody that that's all they do? They just, it seems like they're constantly that's trying not, to weasel you to get to pay for them. That's ever, not really my world because I don't go out. You know, I don't uh, have friends. I don't go drinking. Things are, these are things that humans do, not James. Uh, but so, once every seven or eight years seems pretty often to me. This is a regular Furman thing to do every seven or eight years. I mean, come on. They're going to catch on in the next seven or eight years. I know, I know. My, my father-in-law, was it was kind of funny, though. He always paid. Your father-in-law always pays. Always pays. Yeah, my, my pop's like, my dad's like that. And I try. Over and over and over again, I try to pay. And this one time, I thought I had him. He was in the bathroom. <laughs> the waitress comes over, and I'm literally handing my credit card to her, my father-in-law who's at this point 75 i think is sprinting through the restaurant and grabs the receipt from or the bill from the waitress and runs to the maitre d to pay the bill i was like literally like holding it up and i've never seen a man move that fast now i'm not trying to be intrusive but is he very masculine like uh men are men and women are women kind of a guy well he's not i wouldn't say overtly but I, he, you know, he's of an older generation. I think he's got some fairly set in his uh, set ideas about things. I, I know it's old fashioned, but that's how I feel about things. I, I feel that I, sh- I should be paying. If I'm the oldest one there, uh, and I am a man, I am the one that should be paying. Okay, like, you're older than me, so I like that. <laughs> now I do I know, have I buddies, think- and we're all about the same age, and we take turns. So don't get any ideas there, James. <laughs> Well, you're way older than me. <laughs> well, suddenly, I mean, now for, it depends. If we're out eating, I think you're going to suddenly be way older than me. The next time we go to Subway, <laughs> Subway. actually, Subway is perfect for you to pay for me because I don't eat at Subway. <laughs> well, you don't like bread made out of plastic. <laughs> uh, that was a that was a hoax. That was that real. a hoax. I think I don't think that was real. You know, not that I don't believe anything that the dietary stuff that the internet tries to shove at me. I didn't um, read that on the internet. Did you? Yes, of course. Everything's on the internet oh. now. Um, <laughs> so I do have a buddy and I, we've been friends since college. Uh, my Chicago friend. Oh, okay. 
And him and I fight over the check. And I don't want to seem like I'm wimpy about it, but he does win two out of three times on paying the check. At some point, I'm like, if he really wants to pay, let him. <laughs> I'm like that most of the time. I like, like, I will absolutely offer to pay, but if someone wants to, I don't want to fight over it. If you want to pay, pay. You know, All right. it's not. I, I'm not trying to assert my masculinity by paying for your meal. If you want to assert your dominance over me by paying well, my meal, like that. Well, please you, have at it. Well, him and I, it's more like it's, we're trying to be respectful of each other. Of course, you know, who's bought all your coffee. That's true. That's true. <laughs> you owe me like $5 and 32 cents. I feel no, but it's Are the you labor. Indebted to me? It's the labor. <laughs> but I have my question, James, when you make the coffee, is it a labor of love? Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> I fifty percent of the love I have on a daily basis goes to to your coffee into your coffee. I appreciate that. <laughs> that doesn't leave a lot for you know, the rest of my family or my my animals. But that's just how I, I give a lot of myself. All right, I got one more. I don't have money story. You ready? I, they're just coming to me all of a sudden. <laughs> I'm like, okay, what's is that? So this actually has nothing to do with me. Now now the tables are turned. Right uh, when I lived in L.A., I had a group of friends and we all hung out with each other. Now. One of the gals we hung out regularly with met this guy. He was a great guy, totally fun, glad he was with our group. So his girlfriend turns 25. This kind of shows you the age we were. He wants to take her out to something really special. So there's this place in Long Beach, California. I think it's called the Sky Bar, Scar, Sky something. Anyways, you sit on the top of this building, you eat, and it's just got this amazing, nearly 360 degree view. And there's dancing. So like, I yes. like to go out dancing. And so there's dancing and it's very classy. We're dressed up. I'm not wearing a tux, but I'm dressed. It's black tie, you know, almost. So I have, I'm dressed pretty nice and everybody's dressed nice. The women are dressed very elegantly. And so it comes to the end of the evening and my friend's new boyfriend oh. can't even come close to paying her tab because it's, it's close to $800. Mm-hmm. Maybe even a little more. I just remember my buddy and I, my Chicago friend, him and I are looking at each other and like, doesn't he do this every time? <laughs> I just, we never assumed he would do it on this oh, yeah. scale. So I remember dishing out about $300 <laughs> on top of my own bill. Wow. My buddy paid, you know, I think, because you got to consider the tip. 15%. Well, doesn't, that tip, what, doesn't that get cut off at some point? Well, I thought he was going to pay at least some of it, like at least his own. But by we really found out he basically, when we first got there, he did a round at the bar and that was it. That didn't include the dinner. That, that didn't include. So him and I, my buddy and I, we ended up paying for everybody there. And I was like, I can't believe I'm doing oh, this. Oh, wow. Anyways. This is why you just stick to Subway. Do <laughs> you imagine what an $800 bill from Subway would look like? That's <laughs> a lot of sales. It would probably clear them out. And you'd, they'd probably have to finish delivering the, the next ad? day. Well, I can't even think of it. What's that? What's the Subway ad? What do you mean ad? Are you the, the catchphrase? Yeah, what's the catchphrase? I don't know. It used to be that guy, you know, who got lost a lot of weight, but then he, you know, was fondling children, so they stopped using him. What's that? Say that. I don't understand. Tell me that story. I don't, I don't get um, it. You know, remember that guy they had, like, in the 90s? I think they started advertising with him. He was a big, fat guy who lost, like, 200 pounds on Subway, eating just Subway. He was their spokesman for like, oh, a long right. time. Yeah. No, no. I remember now. Okay. So, the Subway thing was the guy who lost weight eating sub sandwiches. That's just what I said. Oh, I didn't hear that. It's because you're not listening to me. Of the bing, bing, bing in the background. Sure, that's it. (laughs) 
All right. So right now, they're saying is so many ways to get your faves. Oh, that's terrible. It doesn't. It doesn't rhyme. That's There's awful. no alliteration. There's nothing. That's just awful. It's boring, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> and people got paid a lot of money to do that one. All right. Now that we've started, what's on your list for chatting today? Well, I, you know, I had one technical question. Okay. This is really kind of dull, but it's been bugging me. What is it? On digital devices, we make recordings, right? Our first couple of recordings on this show, which were awful. Okay, granted, the technical quality of our original shows were bad. You would make a recording and I would make a recording and then you would combine them. Yeah. And they wouldn't be in sync. We could start, we could sync them up at the beginning. Right. But then they would drift. And I don't understand how digital devices with supposedly very advanced clocks can drift apart. Yeah, I was a little surprised with that too. So unfortunately for the world, I'm old enough to remember analog actually cutting tape. Yep. And we really didn't have that problem really? very often. That's no, interesting. I never did. So I mean, this is- I was, well, the, for one thing, uh, a tape is just multiple skinny strips of tracks on your tape. So if right. you got an inch... You know, you got an inch going on there. You have little... Oh, I have an inch going on. <laughs> oh, yeah. You have little layers, long, skinny layers, and each one of those is a track. So the wider your tape is, the more tracks you can have, right? Sure. I don't know. This is news to me. All right. Well, think of a cassette tape. The old cassette no, I understand tape. that. Okay. I'm just saying that, you know, I don't That's know... That's why eight tracks were superior, right? Look how wide they were. Oh, because they had eight tracks? See, these are the things... So they're like <laughs> literally on the name of the thing. I don't know what eight track means. Well, there's eight. so they eight tracks. That's interesting. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I, I never. I don't think I've that's ever. That's not all of it. But anyways, now I'm in this digital world for the last few years, and then I kind of drifted away. I stopped doing recording, and now I'm back into it again. And I'm noticing I'm having some of the problems that theoretically we we're supposed to have when we were doing analog. <laughs> right, right. But so now the difference, though, in analog, you're still recording onto one one tape, right? Or are you are you recording on multiple different tapes? If well, you're recording sometimes on times, you do on multiple tapes. Okay, so and then of course the drifting is huge. Okay, right? so that because so this is, at, that's the same thing though, because we were we were recording on different devices. But I and it, like I said, in a digital age, how is there any drift? I don't understand. Well, you said something very specific a minute ago with the advanced clocks, right? Yeah, I'm surprised too. I don't know why we're talking about this and we don't have the answer. <laughs> we don't have the answer. I, just really quickly, I will tell you this. In, in Historically with me personally, when I have recorded with a device plugged in and another device not plugged in, I notice the drift happens more frequently. And when they're both plugged in, it seems to be a little tighter. Well, if you're plugged into the same device recording into the same thing, you're no, not no, going to no. have any drift. Okay, so you have two different re- two different pieces of gear, and they're both recording. So, for example, is on movies, there's a guy oh. walking around with his own recording device recording, and then some on you know with video now cameras have video on it, so you actually have two tr- two or four or more tracks going on at the time. You got the guy with the microphone with the boom, right, and then you got the guy who might have his video camera on who happened to be using the mic also. And those will not always be tight. So you got to mm-hmm. clip here and there to make it match up. But I was surprised that our computers didn't match up. Yeah, that's what I was saying. That's what I was. The little detour, which we spent 10 minutes on and we don't have a proper answer for. Uh, well, I not, now you. I say you're the sound guy. I figured you'd know. Well, you know, the thing is, is that, as you know, I have a lot of interests. So I kind yeah. of wave in and out of stuff. So like I might do a couple of years of graphic arts and then I'm in couple years of doing sound and then for a while I'm doing 
video or film. Or so we're, we're, we're both, we're jacks of all trades, but master of none. So my first job in the entertainment business, I was called a utility guy. And as a utility guy, that was my job. I would, I would be one day helping out with graphics. The next day I'd be helping the sound engineers. And believe it or not, I wrote something one time. My boss saw, read it. I think he liked a colorful writer. Huh. <laughs> the spelling's terrible. Mm. It's colorful. That can be fixed. And so he had me writing the press releases in the morning. And I'm like, uh, there's got to be somebody here more qualified for that than me. Because... I was an idiot in, in high school and in college lit. I didn't know what I was doing. I was lucky to get a C when it came to writing. But all of a sudden now this guy's like, hey, hey you're a good writer. You should start writing. I'm like, no, you look, I don't know what you read, but that wasn't it. And anyway, so I started writing press releases, which was a hassle because if you have to be there at three, in the, the reason you had to be at three in the morning is because we were in LA and you need to write the press right. releases for New you York mentioned or this before. London or whatever. Anyway, utility guy is a tough job, I'll tell you. I, I did petty stuff too, like soldering cable wire for, I mean, I was all over the place. So instead of having like five different people employed, they just have you. Right. I'm like <laughs> a handyman for the studio. <laughs> at least I was back in my 20s. <laughs> All right, what do we got? I was thinking about this the other day. You know, we're wearing masks and we're still walking around, seeing, interacting with people. But because your face is mostly covered, you can't convey your emotional state as right. easily. Yeah, no, no. I've, I've so, I, and I keep trying to remind myself to do this, but you have to use your words, right? You, if you're in, say, I don't know, Costco, and you're trying to jockey around people, and you know, it's it's busy or whatnot. A smile is just like, oh yeah, you cut me off, but it's no big deal. We're all here, right, right. right? So that now you can't do that. There. So I've been trying to vocalize my, oh yeah, no worries, bro, that kind of thing. Just think about how's using it, your how's words. Yeah, pan- for you. How's, how's the it what? panning out? How's it panning out? The little. Oh, I keep forgetting, but I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. Well, I, I keep. This is what I think is happening. I keep smiling behind my mask. So yesterday, I'm posing for a holiday picture. The camera gets up there and I have like a grin from ear, ear ear to ear. I'm like, this is my photo face. And all of a sudden it occurred to me, I got a mask on. <laughs> but the funny thing was, is I just turned to the guy next to me. I go, are you smiling? He goes, oh my God, so am I. <laughs> and it's like, we all realized we've been so conditioned since we were children to hear the word cheese and just smile <laughs> like an idiot. Like a Pavlovian response. That's exactly exactly what happened there is something with the eyes you know so for example it can is, help you ever seen old guys or old ladies and they have like the happy wrinkles on the eyes like you're pointing at right now in your own face but you know what i'm saying uh i guess so i mean well you know the eyebrows also have some form of communication uh yeah i since i've been doing some tiktoks of myself i i guess i never realized how emotionally expressive my <laughs> eyebrows are <laughs> because well when i say eyebrows i really mean eyebrow isn't it funny when you talk about a body part, all of a sudden you're very conscious of it. It's like you and I are looking at each other and like we're moving our eyebrows more than we normally You barely would. have eyebrows. <laughs> you Scandinavian people don't even know how to do eyebrows. Well, we don't really have eyebrows that's, in the first place. That's what I'm saying. And compared like, to me, you don't even show, don't bother showing up to the race as far as eyebrows go. <laughs> I have enough eyebrows for both of us though, thankfully. Well, you notice big eyebrows are like a thing now. Are I, they? I, I look around Phoenix Remember, they are, I'm in. when women used to have the really skinny eyebrows? They always some do of them that. Even put it on their forehead. Some of them, yeah. That, that's that's always been a thing, though. But now, and I think it's because we've spent so much time warring in the Middle <laughs> East, 
And, and now the people there have bigger eyebrows. And I think it's come back to roost. And that's I a mean, weird segue. Huge, like big, big eyebrows. I'm like, wow, look at a little Neanderthal there. <laughs> and yeah, they right think here. they're beautiful. All right. Are they? I don't know. I haven't seen those women. I just know my own brow. <laughs> you do have thick eyebrows, oh, James. Eyebrow. <laughs> oh, you think you it's, have a unibrow? Oh, it's, you don't it, have a unibrow. It, it's not, you know, it's not as strong as it used to be, oddly enough, but definitely it connects in the middle. It's I think because it's lightening up a little bit, so you don't see the, the bridge. Are we doing personal hygiene? <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay, so, huh? so here's the thing. In my 20s, I noticed a lot of hair right above the bridge of my nose starting to grow. And I thought, okay, that's kind of weird. So I pulled it out, you know, a few times. And then all of a sudden I noticed it just stopped growing back. That's probably radiation. <laughs> so that's, that's my PSA for the week. Um, now we're going just to the show notes. So it's going to sound weird that we're actually talking about topics. So we're just jumping from one topic that I've randomly written down through the week to the next. What topic do you want to talk about? Well, today? I just, this is an odd thing. And again, I have a hard time saying anything nice about our dear leader, President Trump. I'm not his biggest fan, but this is an interesting point that was made to me this past week. And he is really the first outsider who's been elected president. He's a true outsider. That's why people voted for him. He is completely sick of Washington. He is completely outside the political system. Well, that's why everybody hates him. Uh, I don't think that's why people hate him. I think certainly some people who are in the establishment, I can understand the establishment going crazy, but the Republican establishment flip-flopped pretty quickly on him. They went from loathing him to loving well, Reagan, him. Was Reagan called the great communicator? Yes. All right. So starting with Reagan, tell me if I'm wrong. Starting with Reagan, if you didn't behave a certain way, you were nicked from any kind of a political career. That's because the parties have entrench their dominance uh, over our political scene. See, I agree. if I you don't, if you're not in a party, you cannot get elected. Yeah. So Ralph you. Nader had, had <laughs> great representation, but you know, he couldn't even get in the debates. They wouldn't even let him in the debates because the two parties said, Nope, not going to do it. You have a lot of, a lot of people behind you have, you know, you're pulling a 15%, which is a pretty reasonable amount, which, you know, Ross Perot was at the same point and they, they let him in. But by the time Nader got around, they said, Nope, not going to let you do it. I voted for him. Nader? I voted Perot? for Ross. Yeah. I voted for both of them. Not at the same time, obviously, but. <laughs> well, that's kind of funny. Uh, I actually voted for both those guys, too. Both of them? Yeah. That's surprising. Did you vote for Perot the second time? I didn't. Because his, he, he I was. I think I voted. Because I've been wanting a non-political person in office for very since since I really got involved and with thinking about politics and I've always voted but I haven't really thought about it just in my youth I don't think I had a rule for who I voted for if the guy seemed like he was talking about stuff I cared about I just voted for him I that's don't care what party generally was. the way it should go that's how I, that's the way I've always voted and actually my my first election was for Perot my, when I was 18 I, I voted for Perot I like I liked his pie charts. <laughs> Maybe I was I was a hungry college student, so you know. I always feel like people are trying to tell you what to do, and I don't, I don't really like to be told what to do. So anybody who starts screaming freedom, let you do what you wanted, you can do whatever you want to do. I mean, within reason, can't go out shooting your neighbor. But I'm talking about <laughs> just let people live, live and let die, like you know the Beatles. Live and let live. <laughs> 
Or live and let live. Live and let live. <laughs> oh, man. You, we need to do a little... Oh, boy. But basically, live and let live is my attitude. That's and a good so idea. Anybody who starts talking restriction, which now forces me into a camp, which I never thought I was, which puts me over on the conservative side. You know, I, I never considered myself a conservative until people started saying, you sound like a conservative. <laughs> well, <laughs> you I don't, don't look like one. It's hard to make sense of the old terms anymore. Well, the crazy thing is all this stuff in the 80s, bring back the 80s, yeah. all the stuff in the 80s, liberals for the most part were talking about, the conservatives have completely absorbed into their- You think? I do. Medicare of speech. Oh, uh, that, that's that. That is a deeply conservative issue. Freedom of speech, or at least it used to be. I, I assume it still is. I'm not sure. It, like I said, it's hard to know what the meanings so are. When I listen to either side, they sound exactly the same to me. <laughs> Which is why I feel Trump got voted because people were just sick of it, like I am. And the problem is, this is why I think the media hated him so much. There was no way to easily get into a way to manipulate the system with Trump. Oh, it was, I, I, I couldn't disagree more. I think Trump is the easily, easy, most easily manipulated person that's ever been in the office. Why do you say All that? All you got to do is suck up to him. Well, you're right. He does have an ego. So here's what I heard years ago. I heard this comedian talking about a banquet that he went to and they had made a bunch of jokes at his expense. He Who's was there. Trump's Trump's expense? Trump's expense. Trump walked out pissed off. Huh. I almost feel like he said, Oh yeah, is that how you feel? Let's see if I can do that. Plus, at the same time, didn't he have a book coming out? Trump? Yeah. Doesn't he always have a book coming out? He's had a few books. I mean, not that he's written them himself, obviously, but But my point is is that a lot of these guys, and you know this, they run for president just so they can sell something. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a book or speeches or talking to a bunch of college students at $10,000 a show. Yeah, wow. We should get that gig, huh? <laughs> I want that, Joe. Or having, you know, setting, <laughs> up a super pack, setting up a super PAC and getting some money, on, you know, people just giving you money. Right. And then people write books about running for president. At least a little bit of cash comes in for just announcing it. But my point is, is that it humiliated in front of his peers at the same time, another, it's just, I make decisions based on multiple reasons. I don't do it just for one. Right. And he's, he went home and he goes, you know, I got a lot to gain by running. Even if I lose, I have a lot to gain. Oh yeah. I mean, it's not the first time he's run. Or I think he honestly actually, got elected because he was wearing a different coat than everybody else. I, I, I agree with you. Uh, actually, I, I, I don't think he's run before. I, I, I said, I, this is not the first time he's the first time he ran. I think he, I think he was talking about running, but never ran. I think right. this was the first. He didn't get yeah, the okay. signatures. I think. No, no, no. It wasn't that. I just, I think you know, he would talk about, yeah, I'm going to run this time, and and then not actually run because for he whatever. He was trying reason. to sell books. Yeah, he's trying to sell books <laughs> or his TV show or whatever. I, I could be wrong about that. It but seems I, like it a seems you know good way to get some free publicity because the media is kind of dumb. I mean, they, they lap it all up. Yeah, and <laughs> they're not exactly a discriminating bunch. Unfortunately, they used they used to be more so, and it seems like they're becoming less so with time. The media being discerning <laughs> and knowing what to publish and what not to publish. There's some things they should just ignore hey, because it's talk, not really news. Can we talk about his wife for a second? Oh, why? The, the thing is with women, the thing is with anybody is you always compare them to who came before, right? You had Nancy, you had Barbara, you know, we had Hillary. Michelle. We had Michelle. You look at all these people and it seems like there's an, there's an evolution going on with the first lady where they're slowly sliding into the glamour magazine genre. I disagree with that. Michelle, Michelle, I thought was the biggest leap 
that came, you know, where it started. Well, I don't think of her as a glam. I mean, I th- she's a extraordinarily a, a beautiful woman, but I think of her primarily as an intellectual powerhouse. I mean, she's very smart and she, you know, used that position to the fullest from yep. an intellectual standpoint and from, you know, the, the power of the office. And she's not the first one. I think, uh, you know, Barbara well, yeah, Bush Jackie too. was, a, you know, the Bushes were a bit more reserved and I think that's understandable and, and I don't hold anything against them. Nancy Reagan was certainly not quiet uh, in that role. I mean, it's, it, it ebbs and flows. And then Harry Clinton, you can't get uh, a, a, an epitome of someone who was working well beyond the constraints of her quote office. She wasn't in office. Yeah, maybe obviously. I'm off base. I mean, Jack, let's talk with Jackie was beautiful. Also. Yeah, that was probably the pinnacle of the glam was was Jackie. Of course, I don't, you you start talking about presidents with Reagan, and it's like, well, this is the time when everything's shifting. I'm like, uh, that's the first president I remember. Oh, right. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, but you've Carter, seen clips of old. No, I know Carter was there when I was a young kid. Uh, I, I don't have any recollection of anyone before Ford or Nixon or just. I have this cheesy yellow eraser at my house. I have had it for years. Years and it is in the shape of a peanut. Uh, oh, with peanut. Carter's face on it. I still have okay. it. Okay. <laughs> I, I think a lot of our listeners might not even know. Uh, Jimmy Carter was the peanut president. He because he had a peanut farm, which he sold when he became president, so as he wouldn't have any conflicts of interest. Unlike Trump. Yeah, but there's no rules that says you had to do that. There are rules, actually. You don't have to sell your property. No, you don't. No, you don't have to. Part but, of the rules. No, you don't have to. But you do have. There are issues. There are laws uh, in in reference yes, to that. Yes, of course. And they're they're more uh, obtuse. You know, they're not direct, and they're they're open to interpretation. But you know, you should, as a matter of course, as a ma- ethical course, you should divest yourself of anything that could cause a, or even. This is the thing. It's not even cause a conflict of interest, but it's caused the appearance of a conflict of interest. If you have an investment that could even cause the appearance of a conflict of interest, it's your ethical responsibility to remove yourself from that role. And I agree with that, but there's nothing that says you have to do it. And so, well, like I said, to some degree, it, to some degree, it does it. say you have to do it. But it's, it, it, like I said, it's a bit obtuse. It's not exactly direct, yeah. and which is one of the, we may see a lot more laws in, in, instigated in the, in the next few years about specifically what is okay and what is not okay. It seems to me if they would just assign like an officer to oversee it. Yes, that is one way to get around it. I can't remember what that's called. There's a technical term for it, but um, a blind trust, I think, is what it's called. You put it in a blind trust, you still own that stuff, but you have you don't know what it's doing and you don't have any direct interaction with it. Yeah, it would be really unfortunate if you gave blind trust to somebody and then when you got it back, it was worthless. Well, that's <laughs> that's the chance you take. Do you remember what Reagan's thing was? No, what was that? What? Jelly beans. Okay. Do you remember that? I vaguely remember that. So they criticized him for eating too many jelly beans. It was bad for American children to see the president of the United States eat candy. <laughs> well, I think he also tried to make ketchup a vegetable. No, no, that wasn't Reagan. Yeah, I think it was Reagan, but it could have been Bush. <laughs> I, I think I'm starting to show my biases for which presidents I liked and which ones I, I didn't. I want us to have wrong facts. Oh, come on. It's not that bad. Oh, it's not. It's, it, we're just speculating here. Yeah. We're not the, we're not the podcast of record. So yet, what was the thing with Bush one? What, what was about his thing? We got peanuts. Oh, uh, I think mission mission accomplished before the mission was accomplished. <laughs> oh, that's not Bush one. That's Bush two. I'm sorry. Uh, Bush one. Uh, where's the beef? I think that was his camp, not his campaign, but I think that was during his run. Um, and you know, Perot clearly spoiled that election. Was All that right. Or was that Nader? No, that was Perot. Anyway, I'm sorry. Uh, this is not disrespecting Bush. This is just George Bush. 
there's nothing memorable about him. Senior? Yes. I disagree. Name one thing other than he's the FBI guy, which is on CIA. Oh, that's so he's that's all he did. I mean, what else is he known for? He basically the Gulf he's like War, my skateboarder, the successful, the, 80s. the successful Gulf War. <laughs> Do you remember that little thing? Oh, that's true. That's true. Is that true? But no one's going to remember it. I think that's going to be a little I, bit memorable. You might, but I bet the public doesn't think of that. How can that not be something that you? I've never heard for? anybody say, "Oh, well, you know, George." You know, he also passed the uh, Americans with Disabilities Act. I think that's what it was called. He was a good president. Oh no, I'm not saying he wasn't a good president. I'm and saying unmemorable. One of the reasons I didn't vote for him because I was young and naive and thinking, "Well, this guy hasn't done anything." And now I look back and say, "There's nothing memorable about he him." He did th- some things. Obviously, he did the the Iraq the the first Iraq War. But now I'm thinking, well, he didn't make waves where he didn't need to make waves. And that's exactly what I want out of our president. Uh, don't go and do stuff just to do stuff. Do stuff that needs to be done. Well, that was the thing with Obama. He made a lot of waves all over the place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you silly, silly. Look, I'm trying not to swear. All right. So with the last time we had chatted, I heard you use words that are unfamiliar coming out of your mouth. Uh, like what? <laughs> Scatological well, or? For example, I think you said screw you. Oh, maybe I did say screw you. And I, I got angry really, at you at one point. I've never really heard you talk like that. You're usually pretty oh, tame talker. Christopher, you need around you, me. You are. You need to listen to me when I'm playing video games at night. <laughs> Do you curse at the TV? Well, not screen? at the TV. I'm cursing at the players through the TV. Oh, oh, right. You playing other people, of course. Yes. Humans. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. You know, I guess this is a good point to bring up. I do, I guess, let some things slip. I'm trying to be but can not they a hear potty you? mouth. You have a, you have a oh, microphone. well, some of them can, but not the ones I'm really trying to yell at because they're on the other team. <laughs> so it's like the football game where you're yelling at the other team. A little bit, yeah, except I do have a little more impact. This is, this is one of the other things I don't understand is what they watch football. You could be playing, you could be playing a game. You could actually be playing this game on your computer. Why are you just watching someone else do it? No, I don't do sports. I, I prefer to play sports than oh, to yeah. watch sports. But even so, I mean, you know, people will watch for hours <laughs> sporting events. And I'm like, that seems kind of boring. Because you're back you're, to the language. Oh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I adapt to the situation as quickly as possible. So for example is, if I'm with some mildly, properly, well-mannered people, I will behave like that. If I find myself in a situation, I don't want to disparage construction workers, but there's a certain language that they tend to use. I find myself within like 15 minutes talking just like them and then being embarrassed when I drive home. Like, oh, I shouldn't have been talking like that. That's <laughs> Mr. Potty Mouth. I've actually seen that in you. And it's not so much, so much the language, but it's the crowd and what they're talking about. You, yes. you are good at shifting like that. Well, I, I remember that purpose. It, well, no, I understand that. I remember that specific institu- instance that I'm thinking of where we were, t- we were the bunch of guys who were, well, screw it. They were crude. They were being really crude. And, and I just, I just shut up. I had nothing to say. I was sitting there in shock. Was I crude? You weren't crude. But this is, this is what I really appreciated about you. You were able to shift into that conversation mode and have your own stories that were not nearly as crude as theirs. And was, you know, it was gro- some of the stuff they were talking about. A lot of that, well, it was basically grotesque. Oh, I know the situation you're yeah, talking okay. about. <laughs> I, I just, you know, day. boy. But I was really impressed with you. You were able to still communicate with these people. <laughs> Maybe you should be present. I think you can talk to anybody. You but anyway, no one wants me as president. Uh, I, I really, I don't want to be responsible for dragging you down to my potty mouth level conversation <laughs> skills. So that when makes I me travel around the United States, if I'm in the South for more than like three days, I find myself picking up the accent. Do you? Oh, that's weird. 
I, th- I understand I, talking like people or maybe picking up their mannerisms, but the, 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 uh, the accent. <laughs> Years ago, I was watching this thing on the news. I think it was MTV. <laughs> and it was Madonna was on there and they were giving her crap because she had this British accent. Brit- oh, I was going to say Brooklyn. Well, no, she had been, she's been, I think she still does live in London. So she had been spending a lot of time in London and they were making fun of her because she had like this fake accent. But I know I have spent a lot of time in London also. And, and I find myself little, just like little things uh, that maybe, I don't think I picked up a British accent, but they, uh, the British often when they talk will raise their voice at the end. Oh God, no, like, no, no, for, no, 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 no. They do. No, no. You don't think they do? That's called up talking and it drives me nuts. Well, I found myself doing it. It's not a British thing though. That's just an uncultured thing. Oops. No, it's, it, for example, is when they ask a question, they'll say, yes. so. When you ask a question, that's when you're supposed to up talk because that's, that indicates you're asking a question. When you use that, when you're not asking a question is when you're, you know, you sound like a valley girl. <laughs> well, for example, say, well, well, how about you? Yes, I exactly. I don't, I that's perfect time now. to use it. But if you're saying something like, I walked down the street today. No, that no, is the no, wrong no, time to no, use no, it. I'm not talking like that. I, okay, yeah, I well, hear what you're saying. No, that's okay. not. And so I'll come back to L.A. or Phoenix or wherever I'm going next, and I'll, my friends will say, well, "You sound like you're <laughs> from England. What's going on?" I there, man? can't understand like, that. Oh, I don't. I don't think it's the accent you're picking. You're probably just picking up some of the speech manners. Speech patterns. So that's probably better terminology. Speech. Mannerisms. I'm always picking up speech patterns and manners. Yeah. And even certain words. Yeah. Right? Colloquialisms. So, well, if you notice certain families talk a certain way yep. and all the brothers talk the same way and you're like, oh yeah, the Farnies, they, you know, I can recognize them. Just you know Farnies? The, I know Farnies. Do you? Yeah. Here in Phoenix. Not in Phoenix, no. Oh. I, I was specifically talking about my Farnies. The, the Farnies were the neighbors I had growing uh-huh. up as a kid. The thing is, is that I... I I live between the Farnies and the Pains. <laughs> I oh, don't know what that means. Farney Pain. The Pains on the other side, they had two absolutely beautiful daughters. Yum. They used to talk a certain way and it, it was, I, I knew exactly where it came from. It was their father. He talked a certain mm-hmm. way and chose certain words and I picked it up in the girls. And from that point on, I realized families have a certain lingo just among themselves. And I noticed my wife, we not because we were angry at each other. We were separated for a while because she had to go to another school and I had to pay for it. So we were living in different states. Yep. But I noticed when I'd go visit her on the weekends, whenever I could fly out there, she started picking up things from her roommate at the time. And I, they were not terrible things, but an example is she'd always say, no, I understand. Yeah, I understand. You pick up things yeah, from people around you. And I, she I, would say certain things. The next thing I hear my wife saying it, you don't that do is, that. That is a, like a, I don't remember, there's a term for it, but there it's a, is a documented psychological phenomenon. It happens to me all the time. Yeah, it's part of being human. So watch your language, James. <laughs> bleep off. Oh, so the point of the, the, uh, the I think this is, you know, if, if you want to bleep me, please feel free. Because <laughs> like, people still know what you're saying, but it cleans it up a little bit. It's don't like, you? it's like we're still conveying exactly what we want to convey, but we're trying to whitewash over it. It's like, well... You can still hear it. You know what we're talking well, about. Well, I love it when they bleep it, but they don't make the bleep loud enough. Or the, No, I, it's not that. It's they, they bleep it a quarter of a second before after the, the word starts, so you know exactly where they're going with that word. Well, here's another thing is, and tell me if I'm wrong, but you can understand people more clearly when you watch their lips. It's, oh, you're yes. Not lip, you're not lip reading, but it's part of the understanding. And so I find myself watching 
television, see the bleep, and I can I can totally <laughs> see what they're saying. I mean, S H I T looks like A S H I T, no matter how you bleep it. Yeah, no, this is on another thing. I mean, and it's also you can use it if you want to punk people or something like that. Um, but there's an experiment where they, they run, they'll have a videotape of someone saying something and they'll they'll type out what he's saying in on top of the video. So superimposing the text on the video so you can hear him and you can read him at the same time. What he's saying <laughs> doesn't match what's being written. What's being written, like reverse words, yeah, yeah, word, yeah. word order. And they'll go back and, and ask you, what was written on the screen? Was, did it match what the person was saying? And like almost a hundred percent of people will say, yeah, it matched exactly what he was saying. And the whole words will be completely superimposed. It's like when people see an office and they'll tell you there's a stapler there and that there wasn't a stapler. There's because of the uh, association. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Cause we're t- humans are really bad at actually understand or, or absorbing reality. We are very bad at really seeing what's out there and hearing what's out there. We, our brains are designed to use as little power as possible. So we recognize a lot of our brain power is, is, is shunted towards uh, using pattern recognition. So if we hear something or if we see something that we think we know, we don't do the actual work of keep looking at it and analyzing to make sure it's what it is. We just take that shortcut and say, oh yeah, that's Rick. I know Rick. Or I just heard this word or that word without actually doing the work to make sure that it's so easy to feel. Fu- well, are we still filming next humans? week? Are we going to, we going to, we really going to do this? We're going to videotape oh, man, us? That's, that's your I'm kind of embarrassed. I, I, I don't think we have necessarily the, the most physically appealing face. I don't know if we Talk should about be. yourself, brother. <laughs> well, that's true. I am you gorgeous. You know how I feel about you, James. I am so gorgeous <laughs> right now, especially right now with my hat on. All right. So, my coffee is running dry, but before we get to the very last sip, which just you have one last you sip? don't know, I love sugar in my coffee. <laughs> oh, you got so the last sip is like dessert for me. Oh, <laughs> James, of course, is not you, yours is black, right? Absolutely. How can you drink coffee with anything? That's because just, that's the man thing, right? Ugh, it's I don't. It's not a man. It's it's a respect for the the beverage. <laughs> respect the beverage. Now, how are we going to? Now, do you put do you do you put pineapple on your pizza? <laughs> do you put pineapple in your whisk? Do you put pineapple in your whiskey? I won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> At least not this week, huh? No. So next week we're going to do video. Boy, all right. I mean, I don't. Nobody's going to want to look. They're going to just listen and not even look at the video. <laughs> okay. I have no idea what's going to happen. That sounds like a great plan. It's going to be a fun experiment. <laughs> All right. Good luck with that. Let me, wait, here goes my last mm. oh. Yum. All right, James, thanks so much for the coffee. Thanks for coming over. Thank you so much, too. See you next week. Don't you see me? Take a boo. Don't you feel me? It's morning dew. All I want yes. is a cup. Yes. A very large cup. Yes. In my hand. Yes. A large cup. Hot. Warm. Oh. Cup. It's not tea. And it must be dark, dark brown. Oh, it's very brown. Make it hot, make it hot, make it very, very hot. Coffee.